Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Christian Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Green, and we've got Jordan May with us again this week on the podcast. He was with us last week. Make sure, and if you if you missed it, go back and check out that episode as we dealt with uh, drifting away. And uh, Jordan is a, a good buddy of mine. We go way back. Uh, we pretty much grew up together uh, back in Louisiana, and I'm really glad to have him on the podcast with us again this week. How are you doing, Jordy? Doing wonderful, man. Once again, glad to be here. Well, it is very good to uh, have you with us, and we're going to talk about another important subject this week. Our theme this entire season on Everyday Christian is uh, looking out for landmines, various problems that come up and uh, trip us up, if you will, in our faith. And the landmine that we're going to talk about this week is lack of knowledge. Uh, Jordy, I think that this is something that has become a major issue uh, in the last few decades. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. And not just in the Lord's Church, but in the denominations. Because how many times do people go to church nowadays and they don't have a Bible with them? They just take the word of the of the speaker. Oh, yeah, that's very, very common. Um, it used to be the case that in the Lord's Church, uh, which, you know, of course is not a denomination, it used to be the case that uh, pages were always turning and people brought their Bibles. And I think. And lots of note taking, too, right. And I think one of the unfortunate byproducts of our digital age is people got used to screens and they got used to. Um, you know, projections on a screen and that sort of thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think they are very handy and useful. Um, and also like phones and tablets and things that people got used to using those. And sometimes it can be tempting to not even uh, pull a Bible out in any form, whether it be a, a physical Bible or, uh, you know, an app in your phone on the Bible. Well, I'll just listen to the speaker and just trust what he's saying. Well, that's not what we read about in the Bible. In, uh, I think it's Acts 17, verse 11, the Bereans, they were mo more noble than the people in Thessalonica because they searched the Scriptures daily to make sure that the things that they were being taught were so. And that's the way that the Lord's Church used to be more so now, uh, more so back, back when compared to now. And uh, people made sure that the truth was being taught. Nowadays, unfortunately, like you said, uh, you may look out uh, amongst the church on Sunday and there's very few people that have pages turning in their Bible. Yeah, they just they just take your word for it. Right. And, uh, you know, somebody might think, oh, well, I'm so flattered because uh, they trust me. Well, I mean, it's good that people trust a preacher per se, but uh, people have also gotten in a whole lot of trouble trusting preachers because preachers have taught false doctrine, and they just trusted the preacher and they did not back up what he was saying with God's Word. So, yeah, you it's it's a nice thought to think, oh, yeah, well, of course our preacher is going to preach the truth. Yeah, that's a nice thought. But unfortunately, there are a lot of false teachers that do not preach the truth, and unfortunately a lot of church members just swallow what they say hook, line, and sinker. Absolutely. And also, I'm not saying that there's not seasoned Christians out there that know the Bible pretty good by memory. And when they're just sitting in church or whatever, they pretty much know that 
who's ever been hired for the job is going to speak the truth and they can go along with them in their minds. Those people do exist. I know that. But what I'm saying is like a visitor maybe that attends the church or something. They just come in there and they're just here or there to hear good, encouraging words come out of the preacher's mouth. Right. And and speaking of that, sometimes uh, preaching, you know, unfortunately, even in the Lord's Church, but especially in the denominational world, it's just feel-good, fluffy-type messages. It's uh, self-help-type messages, and, and you don't really hear much of the Word at all. Um, I can give you an example. Joel Osteen, for, for instance. Uh, oh, yeah. I, when I was in preaching school, and this is kind of a weird thing to laugh about, I guess, but uh, a buddy of mine and I, uh, we would drive on our way to actually preach some sermons. We would drive, and, and he would pull up one of Joel Osteen's quote-unquote sermons, and he would be you know, just going on and on about the the fluffiest, craziest stuff. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with the Bible. And we kind of laughed in the sense of, um, in an awkward way of, wow, this is so pitiful that it's yeah. it's almost funny if it weren't so serious, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And right, it's it's just a bunch of feel good fluff. And it's, you know, uh one of our instructors in preaching school, BJ Clark, he used to say, cotton candy. Well, if all you feed your children is cotton candy, they're not gonna survive because uh there's no substance to it, there's no nutrients to it. And when you make the spiritual application on that, fluff and cotton candy uh in your sermons it does absolutely no good for the people. Yeah, and if you keep doing that, eventually, I mean, what about Noah's Day? You know, that's a lack of knowledge too. The absolutely. destroyed a minus eight people. Absolutely, uh, because people, people uh, had knowledge. Right, they were so far gone that uh, there was almost nobody left. Like you said, just eight that were pleasing in God's sight. There's another part of, of Old Testament history that we want to look at today. And in the book of Hosea, God's people were so far gone, basically God accuses them of committing adultery against him, uh, spiritually speaking. And he, tell, he tells Hosea, look, you need to go uh, find a, a wife of, of whoredoms or, or harlotry, and uh, her name was Gomer, and you're going to marry her, and she's going to cheat on you. And that is a picture of the fact that Israel was basically cheating on God over and over and over again by committing idolatry and fornication and uh, thievery and all sorts of terrible, horrible things. Right? Right? All kinds of things there in the book of Hosea. And Hosea 4 verse 6 is the theme of the book. It tells us what the problem was. He says in Hosea 4 verse 6, he says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And then he says, Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. God's people lost out on their inheritance because they had forgotten God because they had no knowledge of God. And I wonder, you know, where did the knowledge go? You know, it's probably because they quit teaching it. Absolutely. Um, I go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, and Moses told the Israelites that they were supposed to teach it when they walk, when they lie down, when they rise up. Uh, they were to put it on their doors and their, uh, you know, 
they were to wear it like a garment. They were to literally put God's word, God's word, uh, all throughout their lives in in various places to remind their children uh, who they were and that they were to be faithful to God. And how many times today are parents not doing that? They're not telling their children about God all the time. In fact, they're not telling their children much about God at all. Yeah, and they're definitely not putting first. Right. And in, in, in a lot of the households, I can say, in a lot of the households today, that's the case. It's, you know, this world has presented so many distractions, you know, football, sports, you know, um, ballet and things, uh, extracurricular activity activities for the children, you know, those things are more important than sitting down every night and reading a couple of chapters and going over it with your children. Right. So they'll know. And it's, I mean, just like anything, it's better to teach a kid when he's young so it'll be instilled in him. Absolutely. And sometimes people will say, well, you know, they've got Bible class and Maybe they've got a youth minister and they're doing that. Well, I mean, it's great that you've got Bible class and maybe a youth minister to teach your kids. But if you right, right, that's not enough time. Uh, You need to teach your kids yourself. And a lot of times, kids are going to school and they're being taught evolution, and they're seeing their their uh, friends around them caught up in all kinds of ungodliness. And we we wonder. Why are our kids growing up unfaithful to God? Well, they're around all that stuff, and parents aren't aren't doing their job to to root all those things out and teach their children. Yeah, you didn't show them the importance of sticking to God's word. Right. Absolutely. Well, Jordy, how has lack of Bible knowledge hurt the Lord's church? Numbers for sure. Right, people just falling away and, and uh, congregations dwindling down. That is definitely uh, a good point. Also, you can see that some of the Lord's church has turned to uh, have, um, they turn to false doctrines, yeah. right? Like um, praise teams and uh, women and, women leading and, in worship and stuff like that. I believe uh, a brother that I was listening to on YouTube was talking about a church in um, South Carolina that was once a sound doctrine church, and now they've given way to musical instruments. Right. It happens all the time. And you can say what you want to, but that was snuck in somehow. Somebody, you know, turned the God's word around and made it sound really enticing and really good. And then everybody just fell in line instead of somebody with knowledge standing up and be like, oh, oh, that's not what it says here. Right. Yep. I think about how a lot of people, in, in as we're talking about the church, even in the church, there are a lot of people who don't know what the Bible says about morality, uh, about right and wrong, that is. There are a lot of there are a lot of people that don't know what it says about worship. John four twenty four says God is a spirit, and those that worship Him must worship Him. That's an imperative. They must worship Him in spirit. That's the right mindset, and also in truth. That's the right way 
that we find in the New Testament. And there are a lot of people that don't know uh, how we're supposed to worship God. Absolutely not. And it's clear throughout all the Bible, you know, the five acts of worship, you know, the things that we should do. Right. Singing and, and praying and proclaiming God's word and the Lord's Supper and, and communion or, or uh, giving, that yeah. is. Uh, yeah. Those are, are five things that we see in the New Testament. Uh, but we also see a lot of other folks that want to add things to that or take away things uh, as well. And uh, there are a lot of people that cannot defend the truth because they, they don't have knowledge. Yeah, and if you have knowledge, you're going to know that those are not suggestions. That it's very clear what we should do. You right. You told me that um, the Bible's not full of things that, uh, we should do this, do this, do this, do this, or it's don't do this. I'm sorry. You said the Bible's not full of things. Don't do this. Don't do this. It just tells you what to do. Yeah. Yeah. There are, uh, you know, there are certainly some things that the Bible says you're not to do this, but it also, there are a lot of things that it says, you know, do this. And when it says do this, then that automatically does away with the other, you know? And for instance, uh, if you look back at Genesis chapter 6, God told Noah to build an ark out of gopher wood. Well, that automatically does away with any other kind of wood. He was to use gopher wood. He was not to use any other kind. And uh, any other kind of wood was excluded. And that is a principle that a lot of people don't think about. You know, somebody says, well, God didn't tell me uh, not to use the the instrument in worship, well, he told you to sing. If I if I told uh, my son to go down to the convenience store and buy uh, a loaf of bread and some milk, and he comes back with a, a loaf of bread and some milk, but then he also has some Skittles and a Twix and a Kit Kat and a, a Coke and some chips, he's going to get in trouble because I did not authorize him. To, to use the money to buy those other things. I just told him to get bread and milk. The same principle, obviously, and, and logically applies when God tells us to sing or to pray, uh, etc. It excludes uh, adding things to those things. Absolutely. And also, when we have knowledge, we're going to have obedience follow that. Typically, you know, if you have an honest heart, right. if you prove those things, that you're going to follow what it says. Absolutely. Uh, another problem that is uh, the result of a lack of knowledge is a lot of people don't know what the Bible says about objective truth. John uh, 8.32, I believe, says that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And then John 17.17 17 says that uh, Jesus prayed, sanctify them by your truth. He says your word is truth. We live in a postmodernistic society that thinks that there is no such thing as objective truth. They think that uh, uh, everybody can believe whatever they want. And unfortunately, that has also crept into Christianity. And people think, well, it's fine that you believe this and I believe something different. We can both believe different things and go to heaven. And we can both do the opposite things and go to heaven. But that's not what the Bible teaches. No. And that's one of the most successful tools of the devil right there. Absolutely it is. Um, 
here's another one. Lack of knowledge has caused a lot of people to not be able to defend their beliefs. First Peter 3 verse 15 says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer or to give a uh, defense to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and with fear. We are required to give an answer or to give an, a, a defense to every man that asks us a reason of the hope that is in us. And a lot of Christians can't do that because they don't have knowledge. Uh, somebody says, well, you're a Christian. Uh, you're joyful and and you seem to be at peace when when there's so much chaos in the world. Can you tell me why you're joyful and why you're at peace? And Christian says, uh, I don't know. Um, well, can you tell me how to be saved? Well, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, see, there's there's a problem there. Uh, if a Christian can't tell somebody how to be saved, you know, the plan of salvation, only a lack of knowledge can be to blame for that. Yes, and like you said, anytime that someone brings up any question, um, about the Bible, we should be able to bring them to the book, chapter, and verse. Amen. Absolutely. Because usually when I talk to somebody, you know, that I'm trying to convert, I make sure that they know that I'm not pulling this out of the top of my head. Right. Everything that I'm telling them, I have found in the Bible. And I can bring it right there to them and show them, let them read for themselves. Absolutely. And uh, that, that is absolutely key. I mean, we have to be able to defend uh, what, what the Lord told us. And everything that he told us is found in God's word, every, every bit of it. And another problem, and, and this is the last problem that I had thought of, uh, is that there are so many who cannot rightly divide the word. Uh, there are a lot of people who don't know the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. You ask them, uh, which testament are we under today? Well, I don't know. Uh, you ask them, are we under the Ten Commandments? And the answer to that is, well, actually, technically, no. Uh, now, most of the Ten Commandments were reinstated in the New Testament as commandments of the Lord, but we're not under the Ten Commandments in the sense of being under the law of Moses. because. Uh, we're under the law of Christ, and that law is the perfect law of liberty, the New Testament teaches. And 2 Timothy 2.15 says that we're supposed to be able to rightly divide the word of truth. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who have no idea how to do that, uh, how to explain if we're under the Old Testament or the New Testament. And uh, they can't do that because they have not uh, studied to show themselves approved unto God as Second Timothy two fifteen says, you know, and also Romans chapter fifteen verse four, you know, talks about the things in the past were written for our learning. Right. So, I mean, we are to definitely know about the Ten Commandments, things like that, but we should also be knowledgeable to know that when Jesus died, that, that set that apart. It. Uh, Ordinances were written away. Right, right. Colossians two fourteen. The handwriting handwriting of ordinances were taken out of the way. They were nailed to the cross uh, when when Jesus died for us. So we're we're not under the Old Testament anymore. Uh, and if anybody 
maybe that's listening to this is not familiar with what we're talking about here, uh, read the book of Hebrews. That's a really good one that, that explains that concept for us as well. Okay, we're going to go ahead and pause the podcast at this point for this week. Lord willing, next week we'll be back talking about lack of knowledge with Jordan May. What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.